This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Pangarang people and the Turbal people. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded, and that the modern Australian nation has never come to terms with what was done to Indigenous people following European arrival. Well may we say, God save the Queen, because nothing will save the Governor-General. You know I've searched my heart to prove There's better ways to push and pull Hey, whatever gets you through these days Hello and welcome to Well May We Say, a progressive podcast about Australian politics. This is episode 135 for Friday, 4th of September 2020. I'm Jeremy Siapirko, and each week I'll be joined by a different guest host or guest hosts to help me discuss what's just been happening to the country, what's likely to happen, and hopefully what we can do about it. Tonight's guest hosts are returning guest hosts, Nick Carr. Welcome back, Nick. Hey, hey, Jeremy. How you going? Uh, it's... It's been a big month, but not for podcast recording. It's been a terrible month for podcast recording. But um, up here with my beloved wife, uh, Denise Yapiko. Welcome back, Denise. Hello. Hey, Denise. So we have moved to the far north lands of Wangaratta. Uh, when mm-hmm. I say far north, of course, I'm talking to somebody from Queensland. Uh, <laughs> so not that far north. But it's northern Victoria. I mean, it's practically New South Wales. Well, yes, except not according to Gladys, who, would con- who considers us far enough away from the border that we are filthy rest of Victorians rather than you know, Until tonight at 12.01. At 12.01? So actually last night, by the time this podcast goes up. Oh, is oh, Wangaratta wow. definitely going to be included in the border zone Wangaratta is definitely included in the border zone. Oh, Woosh. congratulations. That's, well, I mean, connect. Yeah. Wow, we can go to Albury. We can... it's, it's an it's an honor to be uh, to be a thing. Sadly, we can't because you still can only go over for uh, certain yeah. reasons. Like you can still only go over if you have family to care for, if you have work, if you have health care things like you know doctor services and things. Maybe I want to do a pod, an episode of something lucky with Dave. He's in Albury. <laughs> is he? Yeah, do I mean, it. Is that important enough to reunite the band? I'll sign uh, it. I probably think it's important. Not. Yeah, I don't, I'm not 100% certain that Dave would consider it important enough. <laughs> so, look, we're sorry that we've been away for a while. Uh, we, we had some significant problems getting the internet uh, reconnected, which doesn't seem like it's important. In a, well, I mean, obviously it's important because we're doing this over Zoom. Because, like, how else can you do a podcast these days? But also, mm. you know, uploading it and things like that. And, yes, the NBN. <laughs> it's this wonderful structure that Malcolm set up whereby the, the ISPs and NBN each blame each other for when the NBN person just doesn't show up. And you can't talk to the NBN person. You've got to go through the ISP who tells you yeah. that they're, well, you know that that's what the NBN says and you can't go and check because you can't talk to the NBN. It's a brilliant setup and brilliant structure. And uh, you know, I, I can only thank Malcolm from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Similar to how they're now handling, you know, with the between the state premiers and the and the federal government handling uh, their COVID response, it's like, no, no, it's their fault. No, it's their fault. Oh well, we let's just not do anything. <laughs> Did I have I had a rant um, on the podcast before about the, 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 yes the, relying on state borders as the way of separating out yes. regions because yes, it's a have. pretty pretty yeah. silly way of doing it. I must say, I, I it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah like. You want to have the boundary between regions as unpopulated as possible. You don't want to have the boundary like exactly where most of these dual towns are. Separate. Yeah. It's Running very, very silly. 
Yeah. Have you, have you guys been? Is it is it Mangandai? Have you guys heard about that uh, on the Queensland New South Wales border? A small town that they had uh, someone there was uh, vandalism or whatever, and someone burnt down their is it their supermarket or their butcher shop uh, on the on the border side. So now, even though they're in the bubble and they can go over uh, the border to get to do their shopping. Um, the New South Wales, there's no supermarket there and it's they can't travel outside that sort of region. So the government's apparently given them $100,000 to try and build a new supermarket, but like, who knows how long that's going to take. No, no, you can build a supermarket in a weekend and it'd be certainly accessible yeah. for food and such immediately. I mean, that makes problem <laughs> solved. That's it. And all, the, and all the nearby close places are well into Queensland. So, yeah, because again, it's... Most of those places out there, like all that, they rely on services in Queensland every day. Like that's they they will rely pretty heavily on it. But I mean, it's the same mm. everywhere. It's just chaos. And the reason is because we've had a century of federation where the premise was the state borders don't really matter. You mm. are treated the same according to I forget which section of the constitution it is, but there is a section which says that people can't be discriminated against based on what state they're from. And people have yeah have built. Infrastructure lies and built, lies and built communities around the basis that, you know, it doesn't really matter what site. But given that a lot of the borders of rivers too, and that's where the towns yeah. were, they've yeah they've they've built communities that are based on the border not being a thing that's enforced. And then suddenly you, you decide, well, look, I mean, I understand shutting down movement to yeah. restrict the the virus. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, but drawing the lines in the way that they have on the state borders does not make sense. And if, it's a pity that we don't have a more competent federal government that could actually sit down and go, no, look, hang on, let's let's do it by regions. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like it's like that woman who lived in uh, northern New South Wales who was pregnant with twins. Oh who, my god. Instead of going to the Brisbane hospital, which was closest, had to go to a Sydney hospital and end up losing one of the twins. Um, because yeah. yeah, because it took like sixteen hours for her to get there. By the time she got on a plane, got there. It... Yeah, like this is not just yeah. an, a, an academic exercise. This is yeah. people's lives. Like there are significant yeah. health income outcomes. Like what what I hadn't clicked until we moved up here. Like Wangaratta Hospital, huge amount of the staff, like I think eighty staff from the Wangaratta Hospital, yeah. were were lived lived in Albury or live in live in Albury, but but maybe mm. not the staff anymore. So yeah. suddenly, as soon as they shut the border down, and they drew the line. So they couldn't get as far as Wangaratta, which is not far. Like, it's 75 kilometres from Albury, but it's like 50 kilometres from the border at the nearest mm. point. But the idea that... Yeah, so they, so some... They've just gone, oh, well, in order to save lives, what we'll do is we'll, you know, leave a major hospital severely understaffed. <laughs> yeah. well, but they're having the yeah. same problem in Albury-Wodonga because it's a twin town and their main health thing is in the Wodonga side, in Albury-Wodonga Health. Hang on, and- the, the hospital's in Albury. But they have a lot of their health facilities on the Wodonga side, and you can't like the mental health facilities are on one side, not the other side. Oh, uh, the Jesus. youth mental health, the yeah. youth mental health facilities are on one side, not the other side, and a lot of the staff live on both sides. And they've had an issue where what? the maternal child health nurse sort of system, which and there's a they have a specific system where they. Um, a specific program where they go out to uh, vulnerable communities, especially Aboriginal communities. And a lot of the people who, a lot of the nurses that work it live in Wodonga. <laughs> or or worse, they live slightly outside. Like, they live in Wangaratta, so they live outside that zone, and they can't go back over. Like, Yeah. Because it's like a, what, a 45-minute drive trip. I mean, we haven't done it yet for obvious reasons. So I haven't, I haven't, I mean, you know, hypothetically, the drive trip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I must have done the drive between Wangaratta and Albury 
when I used to live in Wagga and was traveling to Melbourne, but it wasn't like Albury and Wangaratta with stops on the trip. So I don't actually, I haven't memorized yeah. how long. I think it's about 45 <laughs> minutes when we actually get to do actually from Wangaratta to, to Albury. But these are border communities, and the fact that there's a river running through them doesn't stop it from meeting the two sides. Or from people being, yeah, yeah people commuting to work. Like, yeah. yeah. If you. And- I mean, it's a ma- it's a major hospital forty five minutes away. People commute longer than that in Melbourne from one. Like that's not actually that big a commute, uh. but people have those jobs. And then what do they mean? And then and they shut it down without. What gets me is that without any real consideration of like it's not like somebody sat down and, and looked at oh hang on if we do that like yeah it's going to shut down a hospital like nobody talked yeah. to the hospital and said what's if we do this you know it's a major pieces of infrastructure they never spoke to those people and said if we do this. Uh, what's you know the worst? How are you going to work around it? What's the biggest problem going to be? Mm. I don't. It, it makes. I mean, it's yeah. sure it saves it saved it saved them from having to sit down and draw up a different way of dividing Australia up. Yeah. Like I mean that that would have been a bit of work. You could have you know a team could have taken a couple of days, a week or so to yep. you know divide, look at the demographic data and and draw draw you know zones that yeah. took into account people's need to travel. But I mean. A couple of days or a week, and a, and a team having to be tasked to do it. I mean, isn't it better that we really saved that labour and just went? Oh, I know. Let's go with like the colonial borders. Yeah, yeah. We've just we've taken the easy. Like, oh, we'll just we'll just slap it there. It's going to inconvenience and and ruin a lot of people's lives or whatever. And endanger people, like like, like we saw yeah. with a, this pregnant woman. Like, yeah. this is yeah. not. It's not a victimless crime. It no. Just anyway. Let's let's yeah, move on yeah. to the main. So a couple of things this night, and we've even got a, a return of. I, I feel like people have been waiting for this podcast return so they can have some uplifting Australia versus humanity. <laughs> Everybody loves Australia versus humanity. Yeah, yeah, we've missed it. We've missed it. <laughs> um, so look, I'll, I'll uh, I've put that at the end of the podcast. Something to look I, forward to. You know, I, the- I had uh, sorry to interrupt you. I had some uplifting news uh, today out on the out on the job. I was what are you out, doing uh, in this podcast with uplifting news? Yeah, fine, sorry, fine, sorry. Okay. Uh, look, wait, wait. Hear me out. Hear me out. Don't. Uh, it's I. Uh, I was at a at a bush block and met this this older gentleman out there today, uh, and he explained to me that um, you know COVID's bad. Or he's like, oh, you know, they're they're taking it a bit far. I think you know they're they're really they're really. But at least it's, there's one good thing that's come out of it. And I said, oh, what's that? And he goes, oh, well, you know, COVID at least has cured cancer. Uh, I said, oh, what do you what do you mean? Like, and he goes, yeah, no one's dying of cancer anymore. I'm like, oh, do you just mean that people in, are dying in hospitals of COVID-related stuff and not cancer? He's like, no, no, no. The COVID eats the cancer cells. And that's why the government are trying to stop COVID spreading because they want us to be sick. <laughs> it was... My favourite conversation of all time. It was pretty great. Of all the crazy conspiracy stuff that I've heard about this all, that's my favourite. He's the only one that I've ever heard it from, and I loved it. It was brutal. Well, it's great that it's eating the cancer cells. Yeah, it's I, good news. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about that, but the, the, the conspiracy thing it just reminds me of, um, you know Cam Smith uh, at Sexy yeah. Hymer on Twitter, who was digging up all the, all the conspiracy leanings. Um, he tweeted that he had, like the point at which I think, I think he just had to give up, um, and it's a, a guy had responded to him when he was talking about how the conspiracies were all absolute nonsense and made up. There's no such, these conspiracies didn't weren't real things that didn't really exist, and somebody attacked him and said, "Then why is conspiracy a crime if it's not real?" That's a different thing. That's a different kind of. Oh my god. Well, well, that's definitely one way of looking at it. 
Yeah. Um, that's just well done. Anyway, so look, let, let's talk. Let, okay, so the big, the big Australian political news this week is the shocking and unprecedented, and like I can't believe that this has actually happened at a time when uh, a large part of Australian business has been shut down for a, a couple of months. But it turns out that according to the definition of what a recession is, being uh, quarters of negative growth, we're in a really big recession. What? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, yeah. I, I think it's like seven percent, or yep. Wow, that's that. It's the biggest recession since the depression. Yep, since the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and and according surprise. to the ABC, this is this is why that uh, surplus that Josh Frydenberg uh, claimed he was going to have, he had already in the future mm. would have then definitely achieved. Exactly, it would happen oh, yeah. at he, some point. He had no, he he had future achieved it. Yes. yes. Um, that, but, is that but, like a visualization exercise? It, it's, it's a. It's the secret. He's running the secret on it. <laughs> but yeah, so so except up and it was just the bushfires and COVID that have ruined that because otherwise, you know, it's they're what put mm. paid to his completely fictional uh, surplus yeah. that he was never going to achieve, even if getting a surplus was a great thing to get in the first place. But but. Um, Yes, the the ABC was were reporting it like because we turned on the news last night to see how they were doing it, and they were like. Oh, that this is you know, it's unfortunately this has unfortunately ruined his surplus. Like, yeah, yeah. I heard. I heard thanks for giving him that. I heard friend Kelly today asking. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna check the name of the Labor MP because I just. I just had forgotten it. Andrew Lee um, or somebody. It's Andrew, Andrew Lee. Jim Char- no. Oh, it could be Jim Chalmers. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. yeah, that's it. It was Jim Chalmers. Yeah, it's Jim Chalmers. And I, I felt like he, he did a good job. But she actually asked him, why shouldn't the government be applauded uh, for, you know, the fact that this recession could have been much worse? <laughs> that's how That's how the ABC were asking the question. They should be applauded because it could have been much worse. I did, I, the- did, I did see that they put up there, because this is the same time that, that you've got all these right-wing loons in Victoria and, and well, fuck, the entire, entirety of Sky mm. News and be part of the commercial media being like, and Tony Abbott being like, mm. oh, well, we, is it really worth saving these lives when it's wrecking the economy? And there was, well, he did you put have up to a really ch- think about the value of that life. Well, <laughs> let, let, let's get on. So if the premise was that the action is what's costing us the growth and costing us life, mm. uh, the economic, we're having an economic cost to save these lives is the mm. premise of that. Now, that's monstrous, and we can get on to Tony Abbott taking that view in the first place. Mm. But let's just step back a second so the reality, which is that um, you compare Australia with the other countries that are not doing this, like the UK and the US, sort of comparable sorts of countries, mm. vastly higher death rates, and also much bigger drops in yeah. growth, much yeah. bigger yeah. recessions. So yep. the premise that if only we just sort of unhit, unlet, you know, just just unshackle the economy and, and let people get all the vi- get the virus yeah. and whatever, and then we'd be fine, is bullshit. Like the clear fact is actually. Doing everything we can to wind the virus down is also the best economic thing, as well as yeah, also you know yeah. basically human, humane. And, yeah, know, the- that's it. And they and they were saying that it was because of their stimulus packages. It was their use of stimulus that's what has saved us from a greater recession, and that, that the government should be applauded for their use of stimulus. Now, what I love about that is they've spent the last ten years or so shitting on Kevin Rudd for doing stimulus during the GFC. But when yeah. he did it, we actually avoided a recession. Yeah. We were one of only three countries in the world well, and, during and a also, global financial crisis to not go into a recession. And, and also, they're talking about how their stimulus packages might have made it not worse. Well, at the same point, they're slashing that stimulus. So yeah, they're about I, I, I think they're saying you're about this thing. Yeah, whatever we did that was going that worked, 
we're going to end it. And secondly, oh, but we, I remember that they fought it. <laughs> yeah. They had to be pushed into it. They didn't the want stuff, to do it. Yep. No. It was the rest of us who were being like, you have to do this. And eventually they they caved they, and yeah. did something very out of character for them. And they're being having a witch. Tony Abbott's like, oh, you're just encouraging people to um, sit around at home and you're encouraging this, this generation to, to, you know, not bother working. Yeah, something mm. for nothing mindset. Yes. Uh, but that's okay because they might cut JobKeeper, but they're going to bring their tax cuts forward. Oh, which no, doesn't no. help. The people who are already doing fine are going to get tax cuts so they can do even better. Mm. It's, it's mm. A, I, I'm on, um, yeah, like... I love that whenever they make they're making that argument against the like the jobkeeper saying what it is the, their go to is I have a friend and he owns a cafe and he's saying that he can't get anyone to work for them uh, because jobkeeper's too high. It's like how sad is that? <laughs> like the, he, yeah. look, why so can't <laughs> why can't jobkeeper be kept low enough that yeah. that people can't survive on it, so that they have to take my mate's shitty conditions and wages. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's it's always just oh yeah, I've got a I know a guy who knows a guy like that's always it's it's always this anecdotal thing of someone just going oh yeah, I can't get anyone to work for my cafe for shitty wages. Or if or if you do get someone, it's like that guy who keeps getting interviewed for Seven News from Melbourne who actually owns like six or seven cafes and a whole bunch of land and property. Oh, they've always got some kind and, of political And he's always like yeah. shown as like a cafe owner, but he owns like a chain as well as like yeah. a whole bunch of property. Like he's yeah. not a caf- regular Joe yeah. cafe owner. He's not your mum and dad just giving it a go. Yeah. <laughs> and the current, with the coronavirus supplement, it's still not like a great salary to live on. You're yeah. still not, It's you know, you're still struggling to pay rent. It's just that you're not about to get kicked out. You've got yeah. some ability... Like well, the idea yeah. that people should be working yeah. full time for the, that amount or less, like to go stay in fuck yourselves. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just still be. Well, that's it. They've said that. I think I was telling you the other day. I heard a report that they um they said that the the, the job keeper, sorry, the job seeker payments <clears throat> and the job keeper payments have helped lift eight hundred thousand people yeah. out of poverty. Yep. It's like eight hundred thousand people out of. So it's like that's how low these wages were before. Yeah. But there yeah. was still like that many people living in like it's, it's, it's weird. We, we were able to, at the stroke of a pen, remove eight hundred thousand people from poverty. Yeah, it's almost like then why the hell were you happy with them being in poverty, you <laughs> bastards? Yeah, that wasn't like a oh, there's nothing we can do about it. It turns out there really was a pretty simple thing to do about it. And then you you watch like again, and that that's got a large way to go about you know how we've like you know sort of to, to dull down the recession a little bit is that that's eight hundred thousand people who rather than just starving and going without meals can buy food from local mm. shops and what you know like just that's what's keeping the economy going. It's yeah, it's those people sort of who sp- have to spend every cent they get. They're the ones keeping the economy going, not some uh, rich asshole who's going to use his tax cut to, to expand his watch collection or just save it. You know, he's yeah, just going to exactly. sit on it. Like he doesn't like if you're, yeah. It, the tax cuts do not stimulate the economy in the way pensions and payments. Not at being all. Decent. Yeah. yeah, they every cent of that gets spent in the like anyway. I think this is but, my favorite quote from um, from Abbott. The generation of the Second World War had been prepared to risk life to preserve freedom. This generation is ready to risk freedom to preserve life. Ugh. Such a wordsmith. <laughs> like, I, there's a whole lot of things about Abbott being like, it's massive pro-life, um, oh, anti-abortion yeah. person. So he's like, so, and euthanasia too. So he's like, yeah. um, Except if he you says- want to live and you're an old person, 
don't expect we're not we're not going to do anything to to save you. But if you don't want to live, <laughs> then we're going to freaking stop you. Basically, whatever you want, we're going to do the opposite. Yeah, yeah, and he actually said that, you know. Because every death is sad, but that's never stopped families sometimes electing to make elderly relatives as comfortable as possible while nature takes its course. <laughs> nothing, says, nothing says nature taking its course like a deadly virus. Or putting yeah. them into an underfunded aged care home or... Jesus, you know. oh, I can't wait for the day his kids have to make him comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see that... Oh, sorry, obviously, the, the Labour Party's been going pretty hard now at the... Cause it, obvi- there's this whole. It's now. It's now as there was a cold war of uh, pretending that that they, everybody was above politics. That's now gone. Yeah. And obviously the federal libs are trying to blame Labor, particularly Victoria, mm. and Labor's been coming hard on the aged care thing. Um, yeah. And they, I think they got a censure motion up against Colbeck. Did you see that terrible performance by the aged care minister, where in Parliament where he just he just look he just, it was, was, it was he Dennis the one that just walked out? <clears throat> yes, he was. And yeah. but before that. It was it was very much a, you know, Dennis, you know, in the in, in the court, um, having no idea what he's saying, just flailing <laughs> desperately to try and make it through to the end of time. It was it was no, it wasn't a good look. But yeah, it's, it's the, the massive the, um, the the most of the deaths are in in the private aged care sector, and it's regulated and run by the federal government. Like, and they somehow mm. managed to duck it, and they're like, well, sure, but they wouldn't be dying if Victoria hadn't stuffed up hotel quarantine. <laughs> yeah, our stuff ups don't matter because they came after your stuff ups. If they were, <sighs> if they were, by the way, because there's also more coming back. That first of all, that the private security was because Victoria Police wanted it. Mm. They they didn't want the army in there, but they also didn't want to have their own officers doing it. Yeah, um, and that the horny security guard thing was a total fiction. Anyway, we, we I, I'm not sure. I don't think we've actually had the outcome from the. Um, from the, in, the the inquiry yet, but uh, the evidence that was coming out is not in any way consistent with the um, narrative that we were being fed. Yeah, yeah, like there's things like, you know, hotel managers weren't given any information on cleaning regimes or things until like a week or two into it, you know. Well, people... that, I mean, that is that is the government's fault, though. That's yeah. something that oh, no, but but sorry. So, but there, there was inconsistent inter- information coming out. There was... Inconsistent information getting to staff in the hotels. Well, those are definitely government failures that they should. But 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 the one thing I would say about that is that mm. um, the problem that Victoria has is, is that the, uh, Kennett completely screwed up the health system, the public health system, and the and the structure of the health department. And you know, you know there have been governments since Kennett who have not, who have failed to fix it, including Labor governments. Mm. But that is the structure that we have. So yeah, it's pretty galling having Jeff Kennett coming out and, and calling Andrews what dictating. Dan with his grab for power with the extension yeah. of the... He's a megalomaniac. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, but, but he's a megalomaniac. Did he really? Megalom- That's how he spelled it. Megal- Did he? E-M-G-L-A. Emblemate. What? It's- <laughs> oh, he tweeted it, did he? He's a megalomaniac. Megalomaniac. Oh, so not, not only was he saying Sick. it. Okay, Today's so- comments are those of, our, of a megalomaniac. As he, he tweeted it? Yeah. The upper house MPs must prevent this act of industrial terrorism. That was Today's like a week ago. Yes, are those it. of a megalomaniac. Look, I would have deleted that and redone it without the typo. Yeah, son, that's not the sort of person I am. I'm yeah, not going to sit on anything. the most intelligent thing to do. I don't care what the most intelligent thing is to do, son. I'm Jeff Kennett. Yes, well, fair I'm enough. I'm Jeff Kennett. Yes, I know. That's I re- who I am, yes. Jeff Kennett. 
So realize not that interested in what's intelligent, buddy boy. I'm going to be Jeff Kennett. <laughs> his, t- his tweet the day before was about the profound sadness we had for so many families um, about the deaths, and that to all those families that cry, we cry with you. But we should just un- <laughs> unleash everything and but yeah, you know, yeah. But industrial terrorism. So they really, uh, they're really hanging all their hopes on just absolutely shitting on Dan Andrews enough that people like just forget that they've really fucked this up. Like, oh, did you see? Did you see Chris Kenny having a real whinge because the um, <laughs> there was a poll that, that they'd done. Um, basically, it was Victorians were like. Yeah, no, we're pretty much behind Dan. We're perfectly fine with the thing continuing. No, we don't want to uh, um, reduce the lockdown now. Yeah. And they're basically like, it's Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the sense that uh, it's not, and that's a made-up, and it's a made-up thing like Stockholm Syndrome, which isn't even freaking real. Yeah, Yeah. okay, yeah. What what an analogy you found there, you morons. Nailed it. But yeah, that was just like, their, their line now is, well, Victorians are clearly brainwashed. Like, if they're not buying our line from Sky News, they must be brainwashed. Siri, show it's, me projection. Yeah, it's going to work. And that's, I don't know, like, uh, the last couple of years have just taught me not to have any hope for anything. Like, it's going to work. Like, they'll come out of this, and because the ABC is so kowtowed, even they're going, oh, shouldn't the government be applauded for the way that... Like, no one's going to... It's just going to be the accepted narrative that they've done, you know, that it's the Dan Andrews' fault and whatever, like... It's just going to work, and it's so depressing. I don't know what the except uh, except that it hasn't, according to that polling, it isn't working yet. Like, yeah. I, people are. I think people recognise that it's a real thing, and like all the alternatives, are sh- except for like real fringe right wing loonies. Yeah. It's pretty obvious that the alternatives are much worse. Like mm. nobody's enjoying lockdown, but also we can see around the world where there isn't. Yeah, and what mm. and it's it's not like. The economy's magically saved if there's no lockdown and coronavirus just goes nuts. Yeah, that's true. And I suppose people aren't like if people really did hate it, they were, like by now they would be in the streets. You know, like if people really did have an issue with it. Ah, well, by now, but they are. Us, we'd all be <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you see, that's the thing, Nick. They want to be, but dictator Dan won't <laughs> let them. So, have you seen the footage of the police arresting that woman in Ballarat today? No, I have not. No. All right, well, um, been on the road. Let, 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 let me, right, Denise, do you want to draw us a word picture? A, ooh, mm. a picture with my words. Ooh. I could do that. I mean, so, I mean, we can't just show up a real picture. Here is a picture of the woman, but you can't tell because it's a podcast. <laughs> so can you guys po- reenact it with interpretive dance, please? Ooh, <laughs> we can just reenact it. The police walk into this woman's house. Um, yeah. Well, can I be the, can I be the husband holding the, the kids? Yeah, and the husband like, holding. Oh, the mate, kid. come on! She said she'll delete it. Yeah, exactly. And so she had put up a Facebook post organizing a rally in Ballarat um, to uh, protest the lockdown. So it's all okay. the same shit that like Sam Newman and these yeah. other fuckers have been like. Oh, yeah. we've got to protest lockdown. We've got to protest this lockdown. It's crushing our freedoms. And, and her two kids are there. Her husband's holding one. She's telling them they say say they have a warrant. They're like, here, we'll put it down your kitchen counter. They start pulling out the handcuffs. She's like, I'm pregnant. I have an ultrasound in an hour. They're like, yeah, well, we need to take all your computers and all your devices because you're inciting. Um, no, she, you, you have committed a crime. She's like, I did a first. Facebook post. And, like, and she's like, that's not a crime. And he's like, yes, it is. It's, it's yeah. excitement. Yeah. And so she's like, well, I'll take it down. I'll delete it. And they start handcuffing her. And she's like, I have an ultrasound in an hour. And they're like, no. And yeah. apparently... Yeah, we they... don't know the end of it because it's her recording of it. So I don't know if, if yeah. that's Yeah. So apparently they took all the devices from her and she still doesn't have mm. them back. She said they only handcuffed her while they were searching the house. 
I mean, she was even she still. was pretty nimble. Like she could have been like diving under things and like <laughs> oh yeah yeah chucking chucking incriminating evidence. And a flight, a definite definite flight risk. And and like mm. you looked and heavily you... heavily pregnant ladies are known for being particularly agile. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and and, uh, and and you could see like the uh, the AK forty sevens piled up in the front room <laughs> and yeah like uh, it's it's and she's sitting here like this is in front of my kids. Could you please stop? Like could we and. Like she's a loony, obviously. She's yeah, like, like she's a conspiracy, and whether or not I agree with her, what they yeah. did, like the idea that someone put a post up or and started a Facebook event and tried to encourage people to go to a rally causes you to go to arrest them for talking about gathering is mess. Hang on, but at yeah. least at least turning around to conspiracy theorists who say that you've created an oppressive state and you're coming for them, at least showing up at their homes and arresting them for posting on Facebook will definitely stop them thinking that. And, yeah. like, the, the police have a lot of leeway. They can easily say, and they do often say to people, all right, you have an ultrasound in an hour. Go to your ultrasound, and then we are going to take your devices, go to your mm. ultrasound, and you have three hours to present yourself at X police station. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are not there, then we will come back and we will arrest. We will handcuff we'll you. you. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have, and she doesn't look like a massive flight risk, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's not yeah. going anywhere quick. Well, and yeah. what's the, what? and why not, like, at least, I know that, like, everything's really heightened at the moment, but why not at least go and talk to her and be like, hey, you can't do that. That's a crime. Yeah, no. Can you just, can you take it down? And, like, and then if she still fires up or whatever, like, you know, then maybe, then, then you know, you, there's, you have to take it to that next step. But why start at that? Why start at, yep, let's gonna, we're going to handcuff a pregnant lady. Why is that the first step? Yeah, we're so used to her, the, the way they would normally treat a white lady in her home uh, being, <laughs> yeah, have a caution, be, be fine. Like, I mean, it's not like she's an indigenous lady who they would immediately lock up for a fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and probably take her children away from her yeah. and leave yeah. them so, somewhere without any care. So let's be fair. In terms of the outrage that people are expressing here, it would be nice if there was a similar amount expressed for whenever this happens to indigenous people, which is all the freaking yeah. time. Yeah. Um, talking of which, it's almost like there was some kind of similar protest recently uh, in relation to the police treatment of indigenous people, uh, <laughs> which... Uh, now, let, hang on. Let's work through the various ironies here. So the BLM protests, which if you're on the right, you think that the government actually, Daniel Andrews actually encouraged and said they were fine. uh, And you can do that if you completely ignore all the footage of the Victorian state Labor government repeatedly telling them that they can't do a protest and to stop doing it. Not to do it. And they were going to charge them and threatening them. Um, So, But if you ignore all the clear evidence of that happening, you can be like, no, they were fine with BLM. Um, But, I mean... You know, Victorian police didn't quite built up the BLM protesters the way that, you know, New South Wales police beat up the protesters, you know, mm. which was, it just always struck me as astonishing that, oh, look, guys, all you have to do is, like, not do police brutality for a couple of weeks while everybody's <laughs> looking at you about the police brutality. Yeah. Just hold off on the police brutality. You can go back to the police brutality. Just try to rein in the police brutality. Yeah. And they're like, just get, just you know, we hear what you're saying, while. but... I just, we just really like the police brutality. We just can't yeah, stop it. Just yeah. Let your busted knuckles heal over for a little bit. Could you at least do it out, out of range of the cameras? Nah, we just that was still nah. inhibit the police brutality that we want to do. We yeah, we just really into the police brutality. We've got we, to do it, and then we've got to do the white power signal to a to a camera. Like it's just. Oh no, no! I was saying okay. <laughs> just, it's, I just, it's just staggering. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, sorry, I'm laughing at it. Like, the whole thing is appalling. But it is but just it staggering that laughter. how dumb they are as well that they couldn't even hold off on the police. But then again, <laughs> who's the fool? Because they did that in front of the cameras and as yeah. a uh, demonstration of just what they can get away with because they did that and still got away with it. 
So, they, yeah, so maybe I'm the fool for thinking that, you know, maybe they should have reined it in, whereas what they've actually established is don't even try... It's not even worth trying to prove that we do police brutality because it's on camera and nobody gave yeah. a shit. So, yeah, yeah. fuck like, you yeah. all. Now they're like, yeah, we, we absolutely do it. Uh, what are you going to do about it? What are you do? Never mind, you know, just like the police negligence that, you know, they have once they get people into cells and things. And, now, and they oh, did yeah. charge BLM protest organisers with incitement. And they also charged... Uh, people organising the re- uh, refugee protests with incitement. Now, mm. I, I am I. You know, so there's a bunch of lefties who are out there being like, "Nah, it's a serious. You're putting people's lives at risk." So it's perfectly. It's you know, it's basically the same as in, inciting to murder. Um, mm. It's like uh, <laughs> there's incitement to violence, and, and there's there's inciting somebody to go to a protest, which is literally a thing that almost any oppressive regime actually does have a problem with. You can arrest them when they show up at the protest, which is that's that is the pe- point at which there's a bit of an if, iffy thing of they, they should never be arresting people for protest. Mm. You can arrest people mm. for whilst at a protest, not wearing masks, not social distancing, yeah, for, those for that sort of stuff. Those laws, yeah, yeah, but yeah. being present if you're ab- adhering to those other requirements, being present um, at a protest that that should not be a crime. It's never and crime. going mm. back a step to being like. It's a crime to incite people to go to a protest. That's scary shit. And all the people who are like on the left who are like, yeah, but they're right-wing loonies. But they say that about BLM and about refugee protests. Mm. About, it's the same thing. They, it's they not- apply that logic to everything. Which, yeah, they, they, they should all... They, it's, it's, the, it's the classic uh, double standard, you know. Like that, oh, no, we, we can protest. Like, when it's something on our, you know, that they're upset about, they can protest. It's like, whenever it's a lefty thing, it's like, oh, no, it's dangerous. It's irresponsible. They shouldn't do it. Think about the property and all that. Did you, have you guys seen the footage of that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse kid or whatever in the States? Oh, the, the, uh, the, some of it. Yes. And and you saw that, um, sorry, you're trying to find a, the local angle of that being, uh, you see like, a bunch of yeah. the local right-wingers are, are, are championing Kyle Rittenhouse like, Kyle Rittenhouse didn't do anything wrong when he like shot his AR-15 into a crowd of people and yeah. killed two people. Blatantly um, murdered two people. That's I mean the the, the bit that that really just showed me that there's a the, you know that I mean more than anything that this is an act. This is a real like such a huge problem. Is the footage of him walking up the street, gun on his back, rifle on his back. People are following him, screaming. He just murdered two people. He. Like blatantly walks up to the police as they're driving in. They're they're all rushing into the big armored tanks. He walks up to the cars with his arms up, has a quick chat with them at the window. He keeps walking and they drive off. He mm. got in his car. He drove home to another state. They had to go and get him from there. They had to extradite him to this the state to like charge him for the murders. Like the police just saw him carrying a gun, walking away in a really heated moment, and with with people screaming, he just murdered two people. And they've yeah. just let him walk away. It is astonishing how blatant the police are in in the the, the completely one sided way they apply. Yeah, it's just mm. when, when particularly when all the all eyes are on them, the fact that they are still doing it and they can't even rein it in. But yeah. but I mean, let's be clear. I, I don't want I don't want to see lefties out there saying that it's all right for them to for there to be a bit of pushback to right wing. You know, white middle class idiots. Mm. And it's, you know, well, it's been happening to everybody else, so it's about time it happened to them. Yeah, look, on, my, on the one hand, maybe if it happens to them, they'll start to recognise that maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe there should be some kind of actual oversight of the police. Because 
they've shown time and time again too that they're only capable of understanding something when they go through it themselves. When it's yeah. their kid that has the drug problem, or when it's their kid, you know, that has to come out as gay. You know, yeah. But that said, even this, like the the outrage about this one, is th- what the police do. They, like they're, they're pretty polite. They're fine. Like it's this is, at the, it's not like where they broke into that that bookshop and sh- and beat up that. Gay guy and broke his... Oh, absolutely, like, shattered his arm and oh, they, shoulder. But it turns out it's okay. They acquitted themselves. <laughs> yeah, oh, they, that's they, nice. They, they acquitted was themselves fine because they had reasonable cause to believe the terrorist was there. <laughs> so it's okay that they absolutely destroyed this guy's body. For no reason. Like, why do we have to identify that it's the right person before we arrest them? <laughs> why can't we just belt this person? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That, and, but, and what they do to Indigenous people all the time. Like, the I... But that's... This okay. is not... This version... Is mild compared. This is not them, the place oh, yeah. at their worst. This is even this, but even this, I'm still willing to stand up and say, no, yeah. don't do this shit. You don't. This is this is creepy thought crime, anti protest shit, and the police shouldn't be doing it. And it mm. frankly shouldn't be. I, I don't think that you can never have incitement as a crime. I think if you, I can. I'm happy to see that there's a distinction if you're literally inciting people to go out and commit murder or something. If you're going to yeah, yeah. inciting people to commit a violent crime, yes. Yeah. If her Facebook post was. Let's go and fucking riot and break shit and kill people. Then yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Break shit. But, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the inciting to mm. break shit because break shit can be fixed. Mm-hmm, Hurt yeah. people, harm people, violence against people. It yeah. staggers me that that, that that there can ever be people who think that hurting property is the same as hurting people because it's oh. yeah. in every way. But but it's the same way we view everything, even down to like how you know we protect. You know, I mean, this is getting wildly off track. But uh, you know, statues? companies, companies' statues. right to pro- yeah, I was going to say statues, but or companies' right to profit yeah. over the the well being of its labor force, like yeah. that's yeah. Okay, it's, now now it seems like I finally finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Did you ever play Horizon? No, I the only it's pers- on PlayStation. Uh, it look, well, it's, it's on PC. It's right now. up my alley, though. Oh, is it? I, oh, I'm going to yeah. go play it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Why did he put his microphone down? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, wait, you're not going to be able to download it instantly. Wait till it down. <laughs> like, if you go buy it, then come back and we can do the podcast. Well, anyway, some of the background history. So it's like set in the future, and um, some of the things that she's finding are like future for us, but past for her events. Mm. And sort of as the 21st century went on, like people were being arrested in their homes for organizing protests against, you know, corporate power and stuff. <laughs> Very like and that it, does happen in places, and I could. And see, then yeah. spoilers, they unleash something terrible. Anyway, anyway. anyway I don't know. I always spoil it. I always spoil it. Actually, I, I quite, I quite like the, the storyline in, in that game. It turned out to be pretty good. I don't know why I waited so long. Anyway, while we're talking about the police being shit, let's do the most egregious shittest thing. And um, who wants to who wants to take me here? I mean, that well, no one. Wrong. What? You know what I mean. <laughs> Who wants to? This, this, I'm not this sure. Is not, I know this, is not, this is not the moment for, single, for for entendres going wrong. This is actually it's completely the wrong moment. This is not the right. I it was innocent anyway. There's something talking about Jeremy. Talking of things that aren't innocent, this guy, Queensland senior constable Neil Punchard. Uh. and he's not he's not innocent. He's not being convicted, but he's still guilty. He pleaded guilty. He definitely did this thing. Yeah. He pled guilty, basically, to uh, nine counts of accessing this woman's personal information, of passing it along to her ex-husband. Sorry, he's a Queensland police officer. Is an yeah. important part of the story. Yeah. Um, and he's now, that, that, that husband was at the time of the court case subject to a DVO, a domestic violence order. Um, and 
he shared this information along along with a whole lot of text messages with her, like ha ha ha, don't tell her you got it for me, and and things like that. And and I was saying how he's going to he could rely on this cop to yeah. back him up when he when he's he went able, after the woman. And he said that you mm. know it's a, I'll give you one basically I'll give you one get out of jail free card. You know he's saying all of these sorts of things. Fucking hell. And he was told you know um and he was suggesting that she should he should fuck the bitch over legally. Um, you know, and, and make her shit herself. Ha ha ha! Isn't that oh. hilarious? Um, but he was—he gave—he gave this uh, the, the the guy her address. Like, so this was a thing that she didn't—he didn't have. Yes. So, like, you can't if you're a cop and a bloke doesn't have the address of his ex. There's probably a reason for it. Mm. Yeah. You don't give it to him. So no. that, those was... police databases are not like a, a yeah a, a trading post for. People was, to give it. That's just. I can't get a nurse to give me medical uh, results over the phone, like <laughs> yeah. of my own. Like, why? Why is it that this guy? Yeah, I, 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 I actually had. Oh, okay. Well, so we'll, we'll get back to what, what. So he was. He pleaded guilty to the fact that he'd been. Yeah, caught the nine doing counts this. of hacking. Um, he was suspect. He was sentenced to two months of jail time, uh, which was suspended for eighteen months, and then he appealed it. Yeah, and then the new judge. Basically said that because, oh look, there is no specific evidence before me that a conviction will result in the appellant's uh, dismissal from the police service. But because that was the implication, I don't think that it's fine for these convictions to be recorded because then they'll dismiss him. And he's 54 and he got a lot of really good reference letters from other mm-hmm. police officers. And so he says like he won't do it again. So, so yeah, we shouldn't convict him. Also, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we, can we go back to the also, but can I just say, how is the cop who abused the police database to give, uh, yeah. to, to endanger a member of the public, how is that cop losing his job so he doesn't have access to that database anymore? Yeah. Anything other than a feature. That's not oh, yeah. a bug. That's the That's whole so point. He shouldn't have access to it. He should be sacked. And yeah. apparently, there was no, there was no allegation, there was no evidence at the time to indicate that Punchard was aware of any allegation of domestic violence. And Sorry. at the time that he gave this information, he, this guy wasn't subject to a DVO, even though he is now, yeah. um, or he was at the time of the court case. Yeah. And uh, apparently, Punchard had actually looked it up. To, he said he looked it up to make sure there wasn't a DBO there before he gave the information. So why, Punchard, oh, yeah. were you giving him the, the information? Why did he need to know his ex's why, uh, address? Yeah. Why didn't he have it? Was it because she was fleeing from him? Mm. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. What's if, your... a, if, a, if a husband doesn't know where a wife is, it's because... Uh, she... He's not meant to. Yeah, yeah he's not yeah. meant to. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't want him to. It's, it's really sad. Like... It's got it away so much from what the police's role actually is now. It's like they're meant to be protecting us. Like that's the whole idea is that they're they're the line of defense. They're meant to be protecting the population. And and instead, like what he's done is he's actively harmed somebody. Except the, the population the population that they're meant to be protecting, because the way police were designed and the way police were yeah. installed is the population they're meant to be protecting are the population with privilege, the population yeah. who are rich, the population who pay their jobs. So, like they started as private security forces who yeah. came in to protect people. They started well, as, in America. I'm not having well, said the, the history in Australia. They, they, but in in similar ways, they, in Australia, they had messed up beginnings with all sorts of 
you know, but it was protecting property. It was protecting government yeah. land. It was protecting, you know, your mine or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So there were their private forces there to protect you, and they turned into into bigger things. And yeah, it's... can I can I? So th- there's a couple of parts of this that are that are. So it's not even one bad apple. So the mm-hmm. one bad apple thing is what would be a worry, um, mm-hmm. and the fact that the court has now gone, and we should keep the bad apple. <laughs> we yeah, should make sure yeah. that the bad apple doesn't get sacked. Like yeah, yeah. that is he can't he can't sour the rest of the barrel if he's not still in there. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is yeah. that it's not just the bar- it's not just the bad apple because mm. what else do we know about this case? First of all, the cop who actually exposed that he'd done this has been punished by the police. They dug back six years into her records to try and find my anything they could, any dirt to try and mm. punish her, discipline her, and it was like. Random shit like like they've dug back. I've I've had to dig it up. I I think I tweeted it from the Wilmer Reese account. That ludicrously minor shit from six years back mm. that they that they pinged her for. for they, so the police force in Queensland closed ranks around the asshole against another cop, the one who'd actually been the whistleblower. Because worst kind of cop to be is a whistleblower in their mind, yeah. which is you know asked backwards because the best kind of cop would be a whistleblower, yes. the kind of cop who believes in the law. Not yeah. you know, even when and doesn't believe in cops breaking the law. Like that's a real yeah. cop, as opposed to you assholes, who actually mm. are the real cops that we're used to. But but she's the cop that's like what you claim to be. Um, also, the woman had to, who the victim of this was um, stonewalled the whole way through. Um, so mm. until this cop actually backed her up, she she was making complaints all the way through, and the and the Queensland police were shutting her down and and labelling her a nuisance and refusing to Ignore deal with her. her. Yeah. yeah. So again. System absolutely fucked. Did not defend her. Punished when they were when it, when push came to shove. Punished the cop that actually gave, produced the evidence, rather than being like, "Oh shit, no, she's definitely got a point. This has definitely happened." Mm. I, it's just staggering the mindset that anybody would. I can't understand a cop. I can understand cops being like, mm. um, "Oh no, you know, I I I hear you. you know, she's you know, people complaining about us. They're probably cranks. You know, we don't." But once the evidence was clearly in front of them, the cops who then were like. Wish we didn't have that evidence. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to know about the truth. How yeah. dare you give me the truth? Yeah, Punish that person. That. <laughs> we should protect the poor poor cop who did all this shit and was then found out because he's the real victim here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he so, might lose his job for uh, breaching the, you know, like, you know, we can't let a guy who's doing his job badly lose his job. <laughs> Even though that, that dickhead ruins... The reputation of all of you makes Everyone. all of your jobs harder. Stop closing ranks around the violent dickheads, and the mm. incompetent, and the the dangerous dickheads. Yeah. But, um, but they gave him good references, and they gave. That's the other thing. In this case, they gave him reference. He got, got lots of references from other cops. Yeah, he's a good bloke. Yeah, he's a, so, he's a good mate. No, so it's he, not just he him. me a beer once. So there's a bunch of other cops serving cops <laughs> who think it's fine what he did. And that he should be mm. in the police force. Mm. Like, how can anyone in Queensland have any confidence in the Queensland police? After finding out about this case, yeah, and I, it's astonishing how people are. I think when we almost did a podcast last week, and you and I had ended up having a conversation that could have been the podcast, but we weren't recording it. Po- <laughs> um, the, the thing, the, the you know, the the, the um, conservative thing that like a, a a liberal is just a conservative who hasn't been um, robbed yet or something. Yeah, they're like you know, if 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 you ever came against the real criminal element, you'd you'd change your tune and join us. Yeah, well, I think a conservative is somebody who's only ever um, had decent 
experiences with police. Somebody who has yeah. never actually pissed off the police or whose interests have never collided with the police and found out that uh, when, it can't, when, when the police want to protect themselves against mm. you, your, mm. the law is irrelevant. They will close ranks yeah. around each other. Yeah. And you try taking them on, you are fucked. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I, I did used to... I, when I used to work at Legal Aid and we'd occasionally have um, people come in and do... There was a community... Um, what it's called, but anyway, there was there was sort of a, a drop in thing where people could just come in and, and have short problems dealt with, and you'd have hmm. people come in um, who had real problems dealing with, like they were they were not able to get um, Centrelink, they weren't able to get, they were homeless, and you're like, well, hmm. why can't you just go to Centrelink? Because if I give my address to Centrelink, he will find us. It will go. The police will have it, and he has mates in the police force. Yeah. This sort of shit. There are. It's all very well for us to be academically being like, but that's not allowed. He couldn't do yeah. that because it just takes a couple of bad apples who will do just this takes shit. One guy, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And it's all very well for us to be like, he shouldn't have done that. As the person who he's murdered is dying, yeah. like, <laughs> like it's this stuff is really fundamental. The importance of these databases are mm. so. There's so much harm that is done if they. There's so much trust that goes into yeah. us letting. Yeah. Governments have these this information, and so much that we're punished for if we don't. That mm. and, and if you destroy people's trust in it, if people are quite rightly unable yep. to trust it, then you're further victimising them. Yep. Well, I mean, in, 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 yet in the in the you know um, the other end, like in the corporate world, if you your company is found out for like releasing someone's private data, even like dumb stuff that doesn't matter. Then that's it. Like, you know, like it that hurts your business really severely. Like mm. it's a real like. I mean, uh, yeah. But then when the police do it, or when it's a government thing, it's like ah, it's a, you know, it's not. But I mean, they're the ones that got the most sensitive information. I found it should this be ar- the biggest deal. I found this article about uh, the constable who um, who reported it. Oh, the one that they published. Yeah. Um, she was given a misconduct notice citing 16 instances, some dating back six years, where she is alleged to have engaged in negative workplace behavior. Oh, yeah. That's One claim alleges she failed to obey a direction to wear her hat. Others state she missed a team briefing hell. or a meeting. <laughs> Sorry, what, what is it? Sorry, no. the, the police officer is hatless. Repeat, hatless. <laughs> no. <laughs> no formal action was taken at the time. Oh, my God. Oh, like, my God. they couldn't be more blazes about it, could they? Yeah. How is, that, that like... how is it that? How is it that this, this should be a political bloody scandal? This should be from the top down. You know, everyone involved in this cover up, everyone involved in persecuting the whistleblower, everyone like that, that. That that should be appealed. The state should appeal that judgment, and, mm. and to the next court up and be like, that is absurd. The premise that mm. a cop who abuses the the trust that the community has in them yeah. should keep their job. So they can do it again. So they can do it again. Yep. Mm. Well, that's it. He's gotten away with it once now. He knows he can do it again. Like that's it. I oh just, my god. That's just, that's insane logic. Like it just, uh, wait, your shirt's untucked. Well, You're going to jail. Because one of the articles at the bottom of that, you know how it always links to related articles. So one of the articles at the bottom mm. was that in the past five years, Queensland police have had eighty-four domestic violence char- charges. Like eighty-four officers have had domestic violence charges. Yeah. Um, Against them personally. Which, from the, which oh, yeah. means that they only have a point six eight percent, which actually makes them lower than the general population. So look. And it has nothing to do with the, like, so they're saying, how isn't this great? And most of them don't reoffend 
end because once they have a domestic violence charge, they work with them in the system and they support them to make sure they don't have another. Also, because they fucking close ranks against each other. And if you're a partner of a police officer and there's yeah. domestic violence You don't violence make the complaint in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, who does anybody believe cops are less likely to do this shit? Yeah. Does anybody who knows... That is... Whatever the rate is in the general populace, it's probably higher. It's just that the discrepancy between that and the number that are reported is because yeah, of the massive yeah. power imbalance. Well, that's oh. like, and like domestic violence is still not reported at the proper levels in the general populace, and I think it's probably yeah. even more underreported in uh, in populaces like like police. The, I, like, again, what are you going to do, especially if you're for somewhere say like a rural community? Yeah. Um, and you're actually literally calling your partner's best friend from childhood. Oh, and like, your, your local police station has like one officer in it. Yeah. Well, that's actually that's that's interesting because okay, so I, I'm I'm living in Gatton. Uh, you know, this is where I, uh, I went to school uh, all the way through. There was a kid in Gatton, one of the students. He was massive for his size. He's much taller than everybody else, and he was a real bully at school. But the teachers were always like, no one ever really did anything about it because you're like, oh, but you know, his home life. His dad was one of the local cops, and it was like well known throughout town that his dad was rough, or you know, rough on. Uh, on on you know this this child and and his and his mother and the sister like it was well known without the t- throughout the town that like and that's why you gave him a wide berth oh it's like oh you know his dad's pretty rough on him you know like that was sort of the code word but it's like a whole town knew about it and no one did shit it's like I just remembered that then like it just it's, mm. it's, yeah it, it was like kind of well accepted you know because he was the local cop and no one wanted to do anything about it. It is escalating in my num- in my voting issues um, mm. that I want to see parties that actually have real whistleblower protections. I want mm. it, it is so important, and it's not just in the um, well. Obviously, you know, obviously it's important in terms of people being able to you know uh, whistleblow against what governments do and and against the military and against the you know when when like all of these institutions in, which have a lot of power. If you don't have real protections for whistleblowers, you're like you are basically giving them a green light to abuse that power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's one hundred. The BLM uh, side and this story have really emphasised that those. <sighs> it should. It shouldn't be this hard. They're not the mafia. Governments yeah. can shut this shit down. Yeah. Yeah. Like you. You have a. You. You. Governments are responsible for the police. It should not be yeah. that hard to be like. Here are the whistleblower protections, and we're going to make it really piss easy for whistleblowers to call out other dirty cops. Yeah, yeah. if cops so are pulling like, this shit. But if you yeah. th- this story here, it should have been really easy for this cop to be like, "This is absurd," and all the people above her who were doing this should have been disciplined by their superiors all the yeah. way up. But apparently, it's like there's an ethics division, which you know is like a double standard division because what it does is it like. It's, you know, we're the ethics division, but what we really do is stop people from whistleblowing and reporting. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it's not, it's cop forces around the world, but it's just, it's indefensible and it is a thing that needs to be cleaned up. And yeah. BLM has just shown that it's not, they're not going to do it themselves. It's got to be a political solution from outside mm. where mm. these structures are put in place and the bad apples are weeded out. Yeah, you can't. You can't, It's just one of those things where you just can't have. I mean, is it the Chris Rock bit? I mean, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure it's Chris Rock. It's you know going around on Facebook or whatever being attributed to him. But it, yeah, like you can't. You know, like in any other profession, you don't accept bad up. You know, you don't go. Oh, okay, we can just have a number of bad pilots. Like no, like you yeah. know, in my profession, if you do the like you do the wrong thing, like That's right. you, yeah. Look, yes, yes, he was drunk when he was flying the seven four seven. Yeah, but. 
I think it's important for all of us to... Wait, you reported him? Oh, yeah. I'm going to dig back into your record. How dare you oh, report wait. our drunk You pilot. showed up yeah. two minutes late for work six years ago. We're going to fire you, but it's mainly because yeah. you reported on the drunk pilot. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad. It doesn't make any sense. And they've got, you know, they don't have the lives in the hands of a 747 pilot, but they they have, well, they, have, they do have lives in their hands, just Mobile not as many at the yeah. same time. I, I, it's just staggering to me. Um, oh. The other one that's staggering to me is the this massive power grab from Dutton. Um, oh yeah, I was thinking I just figured out why nothing happens about the police because <laughs> look at the people who are in charge. Of the, anyway, <laughs> he's their patron saint. Um, so their their pitch is to try. They're, they're now trying to take mobile phones from uh, people in immigration detention. Jeremy, Jeremy, they aren't trying to take mobile phones from people in detention wholesale. They're just trying to put in a backup. So if an occasional rare one person has an offence or is is you know, we can just leave it up to them. The discretion. Yeah, they, they're they, only going to. They don't. They, they don't want to just take, take them from. Phone. No, they're not just going to take them from people who you know are releasing stuff that's embarrassing to them about the way they're treating refugees in detention, like they did previously until the federal court told them they couldn't. Okay, well, you do have a point there. I. Yeah, I think we can trust them to exercise their discretion in a way that isn't to their political advantage, uh, and it's very respectful yeah. of the civil rights of refugees because they've definitely demonstrated throughout the uh, last decade that they're definitely respectful of the uh, human rights of refugees. <laughs> the rights of refugees. Well, by yeah. completely ignoring them. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing says respecting human rights like ignoring them. Just like by turning a blind eye. So their fudge is that uh, well, first of all they're running their classic. Um, liable against refugees that they're some kind of a threat to us that they are in this case their line mm. is these are people with child exploitation material they, it's, they're weird they, they, they're very they strong always, on this always find someone with like a child exploitation offence where they manage to take their phone away and because of that they need to take everyone's yeah well I think they've been successful in spreading oh. the lie that refugees are some kind of a you know, you know a, a security threat a, a, a safety threat a cultural mm. threat a, and a threat to your ch- yeah, threat to your life. Your something welfare. to be feared. Yeah, your yeah. children. And nothing, nothing gets people more worked up than like a threat to their oh. children. Like that's the that's the like that's what you really want to get them like riled up. It's like oh, they're coming for your kids. Yeah, so that's a very uh, hot button, cynical line for them to push. Mm. And of course, it's not <laughs> what they what they're fudging is that uh, the immigration detention has the people who are. It has refugees that they have detained for seeking refuge, which is not a crime and should never have been a crime and they shouldn't be detaining them. (laughs) And they have people in immigration detention who have committed crimes who, because they have citizenship of another country, they're deporting. Now, I'm not defining somebody as a criminal because they've committed a crime, but people who are in that category have committed a crime. The refugees have not, but they're fudging them. Like, we need to take be able to take mobile phones from refugees because some people who had committed crimes... Are in also in immigration detention, and so you know it's like it's the the um, they're trying to get a political benefit yeah. out of, and, and their whole line uh, is that well you you've got to do you got otherwise we're powerless like <clears throat> we had a we have to go through like a procedure we to we, like get approval yeah. to take away their phones we, we can't fa- just do it immediately this guy had a mobile phone with child exploitation material and. You know, he got away scot free. Well, okay, we, we got the police in and, you know, they charged him. But they took 24 hours. So basically, he got away with it for 24 hours until the police charged him. For 24 hours yeah. until they arrested him. And, and the system then worked as it should. You know, like, that's the. 
I love that. It's like, oh, no, he did it. He's like, yeah, but then the system worked as it should have. Like, yeah, they, he was committed a crime. He was yeah, caught. because... They, they came in, they charged exactly. him. Like, it's all... That's what it was meant oh, so he's, Yeah, he's Tudge's fudge. Oh, Tudge's fudge. Tudge's fudge. Yeah. Oh. A medevac detainee at Kangaroo <laughs> Point will appear in court for the alleged possession and distribution of child exploitation material. Yet another example why Oz Border Force must be given the power to seize mobile phones in detention when they are being misused. And it's like... So it actually says below that... Uh, they've issued a man with a notice to appear for possession and distribution of this material after officers executed a search warrant. Yeah, so, it was Queensland like, Police executed o- the warrant. O- yeah. Officers yeah. got the warrant and executed it, found the material, and yeah. now he's going to appear in court. Like the process, the system is supposed like yeah. Like our justice system where... But we've got to seize all their phones so they can't tell people the way we're treating them. And then if we just happen to find something on there that's a crime, then great, because then we've got a reason for yes. it. Yes. I, I know that people are really easy to sell on xenophobia. Like they, they have to call the police and that can take, in this instant, it took 24 hours. Okay, so how often does it usually take? What's the average time? Is that 24 hours an outlier? Because mm. I, I, it's just like... In this instance, but how often does it take 24 hours for that? Um, and also, obviously, we were well, oh, well aware yeah. that the previous cases were ones where they were just taking them to shut them up, which is mm. the real mm. reason why they're doing it. Um, and any, anybody, yeah. you would have to be a, an extremely gullible idiot to think that this is because otherwise border force is powerless to punish people? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> really? Really? That's what they're doing Imagine being Yeah, no. Yeah. They, the only... The people who are supporting this are not doing it because they genuinely believe border force is powerless. They're doing it because they believe that refugees are a threat because they've bought the bullshit um, and because they are succumbing to the classic human prejudice uh, mm. against people who are different from mm. them. And it's probably hardwired, and we've seen that it works very well in... You know, it's, okay, the, the comparable uh, Western... Uh, English-speaking countries have fallen to it. Britain's cut off its nose despite its mm. face with Brexit because, you know, we, be- we better destroy our entire economy to stop some uh, Polish workers <laughs> coming and working cheaper uh, or accessing the <laughs> National Health Service. Um, and America's just like, we've got to destroy ourselves to stop Mexicans coming across the, the border, um, even though we don't want to actually pay people decent wages. So, like, that's the only way that that labour gets done. And... The, yeah. the wall is mainly now stopping Americans well, accessing Mexico. I mean, it's 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 upsetting though because they've like effectively has an election been won in the Western world in the last decade without relying on that the xenophobia <laughs> like, and and racism. No, yeah. I don't know yeah. that it has. I mean, people people attribute like all these other election losses and stuff to a lot of other uh, other things, but like. The one common denominator between all the elections that, that have been lost by you know the the left side of things lately is that the right side have really played up xenophobia every single time. And when they're pretending it's about something mm. else, there's there's always a xenophobic undercurrent yeah. to it. Mm. So like if they're complaining about cultural stuff or, or economic policy, they'll be still trying to find yep. a way that it's to to dig in that it's somehow the it's the foreigners coming. Someone's coming to take your stuff. Like someone's coming yes. to take your and stuff. And I understand yep. that it's there are human buttons that can be pushed. You can always, you know, people when they see something bad that's been done by someone, they will want violent revenge against them. They will. You'll be able to sell to mm. people doing the most horrible things to that person because I don't know. At some point in our past, <coughs> excuse me, being, being violent back. Mm. 
had an adver- a uh, survival benefit, uh, I yeah. suppose, and being paranoid about the other, paranoid about people outside your group, probably had a survival benefit. Mm. I mean, it also had a significant cost in terms of in terms of lives, like conflict between groups obviously cost yeah. lives. It, it, it slowed develop, you know, it slowed the benefits of the pe- for people of community. Mm. Um, but yeah. you know, at a, at a very primal level, those buttons are in our brains for a reason. Um, it's just yeah. that they're now very counterproductive. But if you're a cynic, yeah, you can push them. And the only way that people don't is better education, better access to information, better, you know, when when lines are being pushed against other groups, having them effectively countered. Yeah, but because. The right have been very effective at shutting down. Sorry, obviously they've been very good at, at neutering the ABC in Australia. Yeah. Um, and what are they doing now? They're shutting. They're, they're doing another hundred billion dollar cut to the tertiary sector. Like yeah. the, it is massively to their political benefit to dumb the country oh, yeah. down. Yeah, they're they're definitely mm. making it uh, another a situation much more like the American system where post secondary education is hugely expensive and no longer accessible to. To, yeah, it's only the rich people yeah. who get it. Yep, and then you've got a, a mass of people who are easy to lead around by the nose, because mm. because all human beings have those have those tendencies, and it, if you're not giving people an opportunity to see through them and see that they're the limitations, then mm. people are it, it's easy to get people to succumb to them. It's just human nature. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We we fall for it every time. So I don't know how the left time. wins this because, like, it's pretty it's a pretty hard to push back against. How do you appeal? Yeah, how do you appeal to people to to take a breath in this day and age where every every everything that happens is immediate and so intense? Like, how do you appeal people to take a step back, deep breath about things and go, okay, is the animal way like the the monkey brain in us? the right way to react to this? Is it just punish, punish, punish? Well, you know, someone's doing something bad. Let's, we got to get them. we got to get our pitchforks. we got to take them down. we got to all, you know, like even the amount of groups and stuff you see on, on Facebook that'll just be like, you know, like share a photo of someone going, this is a pedophile that's in your area. Uh. And then it's like, there's no, there's no context to it. There's no background information or whatever. So i just, and then everyone's like, yeah, let's go around and fuck them up and bash them. Like, I don't, I think I was even telling, I mean, bad, you know, not the best example. Cause you know, like, you know, that's, that's always pretty cruel, but it's the fact that like, no one knows any information about these stories. It's someone's put it, someone's face up on Facebook and gone, this is the bad guy. Let's all go get him. Even now, I think we, we talked about this the other day, Jeremy, um, when we were having our chat, um, you know, like I was, I was telling you about that uh, Facebook video uh, that I saw uh, was on, uh, someone shared it, and it's like two young boys, two young teenage boys, like 13 years old or 14 years old, stole someone's car and then drove it away. Like an idiot, very dangerous criminal thing to do. But then the owner of the car and his brother, who were two pretty big jacked up guys, got in the brother's car, chased them down, rammed them off the road into a telephone pole... <laughs> And then as these kids stumble and get out of the car, these two grown men, large men, went and beat the snot out of these kids. And everybody, they carried, like the footage is showing these, these kids being carried away in an ambulance and there's just like a Facebook comment thread full of people cheering that on. Just going, how great's that? Isn't this the best? These kids are getting what's coming to them. It's like, it's two kids who just did something stupid. Yeah. Like, 
But yet we're so keen to see someone get punished for doing something wrong. Oh, it's horrible, oh. isn't it? It's absolutely horrible. And they try and to justify it as if it's some kind of a... You know, it's the only way they'll learn or some kind of... But it's, <laughs> it's weird because to bring they it back... They only had a few more fatal beatings. Yeah. To, to bring it back yeah. to the police brutality thing that we were discussing earlier, um, it's like the commentary. You know, police aren't actually supposed to shoot people who are guilty either. You know, like yeah. just because they did bad things or just because because that always comes up like, oh, well, they did this or they, they did this or they have this. You know, they're well, not. Was, act- somebody was yeah. defending the, the, the um, cops being heavy handed with the COVID stuff, being like, oh, they've had a gutful of people going and flouting the laws and stuff. I'm like, police have had a gutful as a defense for police going over the over the top. Yeah. Is yeah. the shittest defense I've ever heard. Police have a gut. Yeah. If you've had a gutful police... Go and calm down before yeah. you come back to work and do your job. Because yeah. being pissed yeah. off is not the basis for any kind of competent policing. No. Yep. Sorry I burnt down my office at work. I was just, I'd had a go. <laughs> like, oh. I was so sick of it. Oh, God. Yeah. Just, it's just astonishing. But it's, I, I don't, I, I, I vacillate between whether the left can practically just by being consistent and principled, argue again. You know, mm. just be constant. Like, um, no, no, these human rights protect you too. Yeah. And what, whatever you know, yeah. you're wherever you are, have a position of privilege. You know, there are people above you. Um, yeah. And what uh, they can get away doing to somebody below you on the totem pole, they can also get away with doing to you. So you um, yeah. So like yep. it's in your own interest to like have very a very clear line of protections and have it. It, it will apply to people you don't mm-hmm. care that you don't know, but it, it also protects yep. you. Whether you can argue that or whether what you really need to do at this point um, is simply recognise that people are a pitchfork wielding mob potentially, and just work mm-hmm. harder at, at directing them to the people who fucking need it, <laughs> the people who really do have yeah, all the, the power and stuff. Yeah. Like, look. The people that are actually screwing yeah. them over. Because yeah. they're, they're, they're aching to form a mob. Like, people yeah. are... And, and the problem is that they're so... Like, there is... The, the mob that are going to re-elect bloody Trump are the same people he's screwing over, but they've just been tricked into mm. fighting yeah. other... The, yeah. the, the, pe- the people who are really screwing them, they're tar- their favourite targets. It's, yeah. Like, mm. But if they were redirected to the people who are really screwing them... Um, it's just pretty yeah, hard to do that when, we, when, you know, it's weird that there aren't any lefty billionaires who own media empires. Oh, it is. It is yeah. a massive thing. So they're being, it's, there's a massive distraction and obfuscation campaign happening. But again, it's, it, it and then it comes back to the, you know, the tautology, the uh, refugee who is both going to, not the tautology, the um, oxymoron, oxymoron of refugee who's both going to steal your job and sit on benefits yeah. and like. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what we can do is yep. just gradually, you know, like, I just, you know, just people need to call. All we can do in our, in our direct lives is call bullshit on it when it, when we hear it from mm. family members and shit, um, and have mm. you know be be conscious of what they're saying and and and. May, you know what? Maybe what we should have in this podcast is a is a. It's kind of like an advice column, sort of like a relationships Reddit. You've but, tried. You, you've you've come up with this idea before, and I loved it. And I think you did it once. You did it one, and it was great. I think I definitely think you should do this. Oh Sorry, yeah, hang on, yeah. hang yeah. on. Yeah. I have seen this before. Yeah. How do you respond yeah, to yeah. your crazy, right. your crazy conservative yes. so, relative? So this yeah. is a question. I think you should absolutely. Now I know this. that it is a yeah. massive hassle where you are 
listening to this podcast in your car. Yeah, you. You're, me? No, not you. Not you, Nick. No. The, the person I'm talking to who's listening to us in, in their car right now. Um, okay. Yeah, good. But, or, or whilst doing chores, because it's a good thing to listen to a podcast while you're doing chores. I do mostly. I, I do mostly listen to it while I was driving, so I thought that's why you were like, "It's it's you." I was like, "Oh, okay. No, it is. Yeah, I do listen to the driving in my, in my yeah, car." But, but I, anyway, sorry. I, continue. No, hang on, hang on, I, Nick. This this is going to freak you out while you're driving along and listening to this podcast that you recorded. Yeah, it's going to really scare um, me. Do you listen to the podcast that you're on? I don't, I don't, I don't know. So I, I, I have to listen to it to just make yeah. sure that there hasn't been some kind of egregious cog up in the middle of it after I've edited it and mm. uploaded it. But um, yeah, also, Jeremy, while you're listening to this podcast, you already know where this is going. You you recorded it and edited it. <laughs> you're weird, mate. You're weird. Like you're sitting there driving along in the car, listening to your own podcast. It's just odd. No, I, I definitely do it and I spend the whole time going, uh, that was a you really phrased that like an idiot car. You need to do that better next time, or stop going. Yep, yeah. Nick, what I'm oh, saying yeah. to you in your car, not not current Nick that I'm looking at, but future Nick who's sitting in his car listening future back car to this. Nick. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it did come out well. I hope hope you were happy with how I edited it and put it together. But um, but Nick, you're being too hard on yourself. Just don't worry about <laughs> it. I, I think uh, everybody enjoyed you being on the podcast. Just just relax and enjoy your day, and don't worry about about what you just you know just feel good about it. Feel good about what you just did. Thanks, man. I think you did well, I'm going to need to really hear that. That's yeah. good. Okay. Like Look, if you need to, rewind like 10 seconds and listen to me say it again. <laughs> just go over and over. <laughs> but now I'm not talking to you or future you or future me. I'm now talking to future listener and I'm saying, it's a pain. I know it's a pain in the ass to go and, I don't know, what, go well, find wellmaywesay.com and like comment on the, ah, how with that? Mm-hmm. No. But if you have the toots, the Twitters, you could go at wellmaywesay. I was at the, on the weekend talking to my father, and he's coming out of this year. Like, can, can you guys just, you know, have a sort of brainstorm what you reckon would be next time he's coming out with his crap? Mm. You know, a good a good response that may potentially... Sway the argument. Trigger... Make him listen. Yeah, or, or trigger some, some kind of little germ of an idea in his mind that will eventually get him to go, oh, hang about. I've been talking bullshit. <laughs> So yeah, any any like I'd love to have on the podcast. You can sort of like like it ask me anything, but but who gives a shit about us? But it's not about us. And ask me anything, like just a mm. ask me specific things about how you can have conversations with people and, and what should you do in this. Yeah, in I, this... I have to think of a snappy name for it and and, and like a, a jingle. Sting, yeah, a bit of a jingle. I, I haven't yet, but mm. but something to the effect of yeah, my uh, my coworker slash relative is has been spouting this shit. Hashtag can you believe it? Um, but what 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 should you know? Yeah. What would have been a pithy comeback? What would be a pithy thing I could say next time they spout this shit? You know. I've, anyway, I think I think that would be a worthwhile thing. I it'd be lovely if we got some yeah some follow ups. Yeah, that'd be great. That's a, I I love it. I think it's a fun segment. I remember when you yeah, the one time you did it, I loved it. I thought it was great. So people, yeah, people should absolutely send it in. I've been slowly. I've been working on. There's a guy I work with. Like I mean, there's a lot of people I work with. Uh, and they're all. Um, I, I'm pretty much the only like pr- progressive person in there. The rest of them are all. Oh no, there's one other lady. The rest of them are all very come from well-off conservative backgrounds. And uh, there's one guy in particular I've been working on because I saw a bit of a weakness in him, and I've been working on him for like eight years. 
and I've got him to. I've finally got him to uh, like he. He wouldn't. If these trends continue, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. We're, we've won. Uh, I've got him to admit that, like, to, to finally concede that the Liberal Party's garbage. He wouldn't vote for the Liberal Party anymore, but he won't vote for Labor or the Greens. But like, I, I still consider that a win because that's one less vote. You know, like. Oh no, and 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 it's a process too. Yeah. Because like, I, I grew up in uh, in a very conservative household, mm. and I was. Anyway, no, I'm not going to say the rest of my <laughs> embarrassing, embarrassing right wing youth. Um, but anyway, oh yeah, well, no, I didn't go straight right from the liberals to the Greens. Yeah. No, I went, I went liberals to the Democrats. <laughs> never, never went to Labor, and then from from but, but then the Democrats collapsed or, or in fact betrayed us all on the GST, and then I went to the Greens. Yeah, right. Insofar as I'm, I've gone anywhere. Like I'm not one eyed. Greens are yeah, just a yeah. lefty, and the Greens are the closest. You know, Close are consistently. It, yeah, they consistently advocate for the principles that I believe in. Yeah, yeah. And I can vote for them without helping the Libs because we have preference voting. Yep. Um. So I don't really understand why anybody wouldn't be voting for the Greens, frankly. Yeah. If, if they're a lefty. Um. Oh my God! Did you see all of the Labor people? Have you seen? Have you been seeing this sort of weird pile on on the uh, on Jeremy Foxon and the the unemployed workers union? No. That's been going no. on. So I don't don't I mean. For maybe your Twitter thread's free of Friendly Geordie's um, references, but there's been a... Have you watched this, darling? No. Do you know who Friendly Geordie's is? Uh, unfortunately. Oh, what do you know about Friendly Geordie's? Just that they seem to be a jerk. Okay, yes. They have a, they have a YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, he has a YouTube channel. Um, and, I, like, when I first watched saw Friendly Geordie's on the YouTube, it was... Um, he was, you know, he's progressive, supposedly, except he's clean. He's a, he's a Labour mm. right hack, but... Uh, it turns out, but um, I don't know if he's a Labour right hack or just a, a Labour at all costs hack. Um, and he's got a real beef in his bonnet now about the unemployed workers union because they're not affiliated with ACTU, uh, and they're genuine. They're anybody unionising outside the tame, cowed version of unionism being the version that was set up by Hawke and Keating in the yeah. in the eighties. The the very rest- basically. Uh, these unions won't embarrass us Labour governments ever again sort of thing. Yeah. Um, unions that actually stand up. And they've been being part of the AUW has been piled on by um, people like Geordie's, like Dee Madigan from the... Uh, from, uh, oh, really? Dee Madigan? She's yeah, normally I've pretty... Got, le- like, she's normally pretty cool. She was. She's got really... I'm a bit disappointed and sad well, to say. did her kid get a job at Macca <clears> so it joined his first union? Yeah, she was mm. talking about how great it was that he joined the SD Bloody A. <laughs> so, you, you, Nick, you know about the SDA? No, not, no. Oh, oh, the SDA is the shoppies union. It's the one that represented... It was like a huge union because it represented um, all the retail workers. So, yeah. a huge body of people Yeah. Because like, across the country. You can imagine. That's a big workforce. Yeah, massive. Um, but it was a totally tame union. Um, it was basically the employer's... So, you know how union's supposed to be the representative yeah. of the workers against the employers? Actually, it was the employer's representative against the workers. Mm. Um, all of these, if you go went to work for KFC or or McDonald's or yeah. you know, a supermarket or whatever, oh, they part of the signing up. When you're a young kid, they'd sign you up, you'd be part of the SGA. Mm. And they did that because the SGA made cosy agreements with the employers that were 100% not in the interests of the employees. Yeah. Um, for example, a thing recently where now McDonald's has have, is going to have to start paying uh, giving people toilet breaks, mm. uh, something the SGA didn't give a shit about. Um, literally, didn't give a shit about the oh. toilet break. Uh, get it? See, anyway, um, so the SGA, the SGA, 
very tame, horrible right-wing union. Uh, turns out that it was, in fact, signing people up to agreements that were, in fact, so bad for workers that they were unlawful. Um, and they, there had to be a competing union set up that, that all the employers banned from, all the you know supermarkets and everybody banned from their workplaces because yeah. they didn't want people joining a real union. Yeah. Um, and then they found out that the, the SGA, and basically the SGA had been signing up to shonky deals. But what the SGA actually did was create a giant power base for the religious right within the ALP. One of the reasons why we didn't have marriage equality for so long mm. was that the SDA controlled a shitload of delegates in the ALP and they were a far-right Catholic... Mm. I, knew, I, knew, I definitely knew that, that that component had existed in the ALP, but I didn't know that they were tied to a union. But they, yeah. spent a lo- they spent a lot of time fighting marriage equality. Yeah, no, the SDA mm. is one of the reasons why we took so long to get marriage equality. Yeah. Um, Horrible union. Anyway, so mm. Dee was out there talking happily about how her son has just started his first job at Maccas and joined the his first union, the SDA. Mm. Uh, he misspelled union. That's uh, I don't know, yeah. use the word union, but I don't think you mean union. Anyway, um, yeah, no, the Freddie Geordie's thing about the, the war. Uh, so Geordie's, the first thing that I saw of Friendly Geordie's was he does, he regularly, to demonstrate that somebody is an idiot, he does this mockery of you know when trump mocked that disabled reporter yeah yeah geordie's does that he does this sort of oh i'm a stupid person mm. thing like it's really <sighs> and i was like dude like i get the points you're trying to make you know they're positive but can you stop yeah what are you doing with yeah that? pretty outdated i can't believe it nick <laughs> i commented on a youtube video <laughs> and it didn't change anything it, is, yeah. it had no effect no. I can't believe it. It's upsetting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wind up. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's who. Anyway, he's been tearing into the into the ADW. Yeah. So, like solidarity, frankly. Uh, out, oh, of, I, out, I, out of principle, generally stand up comedians really hate the YouTube comics. So, like, I, I've I've avoided his work uh, like the plague. It's a uh, yeah. It's not something I'm on board with to start with. But well, talking of plague, he's hoping that uh, Victoria is. We have some kind of escape from... Mm. Escape from lockdown. Yeah. It's been weird because we've moved up from Melbourne, which is in stage four, and we're now in country Victoria, which is stage three. Yeah. And people in Melbourne are like, oh, what's it like in stage three? Oh. <laughs> They're like, it's pretty much the same just without the curfew. Yeah. Like, you still can't go out or do anything. Yeah. You just, you know, it's not an 8 a.m. to 8 yeah. p.m. to 5 a.m. thing. Anyway. That's probably the place we should leave it because it's a very long episode. But we've broken the back of it. It was a bit difficult, like, coming in after, like, (laughs) a couple of weeks. And we're like, I don't know where to start. Yeah. Got back up on the horse. Yeah. Yeah, we got back on the horse. I I actually want to thank all of our Patreon subscribers for continuing to support us um, and helping the podcast keep going. We're very sorry that we had that gap. Uh, To be fair, a big chunk of it was the NBN. does... You know, it was kind of out of our control. Well, there was that week and a half of the actual moving where we like we were actually sort of putting boxes into a truck, getting them here, unpacking the boxes. Yeah, but we could still have done a podcast just because we were moving with like, you know, two, young two children, children and, 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 and uh, yeah. uh, you know, an entire... Anyway, it was fine. It was fine. And we only did it in a week and a half and everything was was brilliant. There was no, no, stressing, no stress at all. Everything was lovely. Excuse me. I just have another... Um, <laughs> Some more <laughs> Anyway. Yep. Yeah, now, so... Um, I think, I think it's making my lip numb. Anyway. It's good gin then. <laughs> thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Thank you to our new Patreon subscriber. Um, username is Chubb. Thank you very much for joining us. And, yeah, thank you to all of you for keeping the podcast going. You are you, you are how it keeps going, and we are very grateful. 
Absolute gems. Absolute gems indeed. Absolutely. Every single one of you. And also, to, to, not to the same extent necessarily as the people who are, who are financially careful the podcast keep going, but to everybody who keeps listening to the podcast, we are also extremely grateful for you continuing to come back. Thank you for engaging with us at Well May We Say on the Twitters. Thank you for leaving us a positive review on the iTunes. And thank you for sticking with us in this project to try and make sense of what on earth is going on. And we what we can do about it. In the end, but what can you do? Yeah, uh, <laughs> about, the, about the time that we uh, started on the Australia vs. Humanity, we had a very lovely punch here. Oh, you know what? Nobody's going to hear it now, so I can just talk it up as if... It can, it, it can yeah, reach mythical. It was the greatest conversation that had ever been had. I feel like if only you'd heard that 10 minutes of recording and that the mm. uh, Zoom hadn't run out of battery, I feel like that probably would have changed the world. Yeah, mm. without a doubt. I... I just wish I could listen to it again. I, yeah, I f- it was so lovely. I feel like but sa- sadly we can't. <laughs> I feel like I'm a better man for having participated in it. If that helps. Well, see, you got to hear it too. Yeah, I was part of part. it. You I got part to. Of he- I, I got to hear your part. You got to hear our part. I just. We made conversation history. It was beautiful. <laughs> mm. Mm. Anyway, it's lost forever now. <laughs> so we had to re-record it, and it's a, it got a bit more, more waffly because it was half an hour later, and we were. A bit, <laughs> bit less focused anyway the important thing is we've discussed the stuff and the things how we re- <laughs> stuff we and the things and we have a proposal for how we can address you know the persuading yeah. people the loonies around us because as we just discussed there are a lot of them Plenty. and they vote yes there <laughs> are and, and thank you jeremy for coming back to co-host with me oh you're welcome to this yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and where can we find you on the Twitters, Jeremy? You can find me on uh, the Twitters. We can find the podcast. Hey, you know what? I never actually say where you can find me on the Twitters. You probably can't find me on the Twitters because my, my actual Twitter is locked. Um, <laughs> but where can we find the podcast on the Twitters? You can find us at, at well may we say. Where can we find you? You can find me at, at Deansy on the Twitters. And Nick? Uh, I am uh, on Twitter. What am I on Twitter? I don't even know. Uh, at, I'm at, at Nick Car Com- at, Comedy, I think. At Nick Car Comedy, yep. And then on Instagram, I'm at Car Crash Pod. I've got a podcast uh, called Car Crash where it's a comedy intervention where the uh, Australian comedians are intervening on me for being a terrible comedian. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, which is rough. Yeah. Which is, which is rough. I, I, I feel like I feel like they're a bit mean. Yeah. They were a bit mean early on. They were mean at the start. Coming, they... It's actually, it's levelled out a lot and it's, um, yeah, it's gotten a lot more genuine and especially, I suppose, like if you're interested in the process of like learning how to do stand-up comedy, it's it's very interesting. We've had some amazing guests. We've had like Dilruk Jai Singer, he's a Logie winner. Um, we've had uh, who else? Oh, we've got Carl Chandler from the Little Dum Dum Club. We've, uh, we've cool. had so many great guests. It's been really fun. And where, where would you say people should start? Which which episode do you reckon people should start with? I'll go from the start because it's a process. Um, but probably my, f- I mean, some of my favourite episodes. But don't get don't get demoralised when they're really mean. To yeah, you yeah. Early yeah on. There's a bit of a hump. There's a lot of people sort of say at one point that were like, oh, we nearly stopped listening, but because it was just getting very mean. But look, it's it's it, we're past that. But it's actually even the mean ones. It's like I was asking for it. So I was asking for complete honesty, and they were just being honest. So it was. It was fine. It's actually great. But we've got a live show coming up if you're in Brisbane, uh, if you're in Queensland. or Because <laughs> really if you're not, you can't travel there. <laughs> yeah. What's a live show? Yeah. It's it's where people go and see other people doing things. Mm. In public. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very in public and there's going to be other people in the room. Uh, not, not, not that many because uh, of... Uh, social distancing rules, but uh, there's going to be some. You don't go to long these things and then cough. Yeah. Don't no, cough. Absolutely don't cough. There's a uh, hand sanitizer on the way in and out, and you're not allowed to. You can't move around if you've got a beer. They're very strict on that. But 
Come along to Car Crash Live. It's at Good Chat uh, Comedy Club underneath Fritzenberger in Caxton Street in Brisbane. Uh, I think you can find tickets online. Just look If you look up me, Nick Carr, on Facebook or whatever, I can direct you to tickets. Uh, but thank you very much for the opportunity. What's the date? Next uh, Thursday. is that the, That's the 10th of September, I believe. Yep, 10th of September. Next Thursday night at 7pm. It's going to be a killer show. Fantastic. Well, and thank you, Alex Lum, for the artwork and Robin Gray for the music. And again, thank you all for listening and have a good night. Now that outro. That was so good. That's better than Jeremy does it. <laughs> I love- his, his little heart just broke. No, I lo- I, no, no. I, I feel like it's like, like the, Nick, the the people who are being cruel to Nick. It's, it's constructive. <laughs> uh, and, and also, I love you all, so you know, it's all fine. I'll see you all next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.